1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's 2 p.m. in Memphis. Giannato and Jeffrey time. Get off the fence. Live on Memphis's Sports Station, 92.9 FM ESPN. Get mother, get Welcome,
2: welcome to the Giannotto and Jeffrey Show. We're coming to you live from Memphis, Tennessee. My name is Jeffrey Wright. You can follow me on Twitter at jwright 929 espn Dennis Fuller's producing the program for us. We're glad that he is with us. Sitting across from me is the Commercial Appeals lead sports columnist. The lead sports columnist of the number one sports section in the state of Tennessee. The top three sports columnist in the state of Tennessee, barely. Tied for eighth, best sports columnist in the United States of America. He is on Twitter, at MGN Otto. Mark, we just had a vicious nut shot at the College World Series. Oh, my. Vicious, right off the nads. And the best part was we got a nice crowd shot of the – when he got back up. Mm.
0: One of those. Mm. He could use one of those jello shots over at uh, – that have become so yeah, famous Rockers. at the college world series. I don't even
2: know if that would help.
0: <laughs> well, jello shots like I never I never like jello shots, but obviously you have a white chromosome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um I feel like you don't get well, they're cheap, I guess, but I feel like they they usually they're cheap, but usually that means there's not that much
2: alcohol in it. Yeah, we did the math on this last year like I I applaud the I applaud the restaurant for making it a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like with jello shots you just spend like Ninety percent of the to me, it's like crawfish. Like, I don't think they're like terrible, but the amount of effort that I have to put in, mm-hmm. like, there's better ways for me to just to get drunk.
0: Yeah, well, LSU apparently set a Guinness World Record for thanks jello to raisin canes
2: uh, <laughs> um, at the College World Series. And the- you can tell this catcher's just like sweating. Like that, that, that first like ninety seconds after you come back to life, off just a classic nut shot. <sighs> that, that feeling is. And then that's of course terrible. then of course nothing better than whatever they figure out what happened the person coming over are you wearing your cup like like that matters at this yeah. point <laughs> clearly the cup didn't yes, work exactly like does does that help your information here's a question for you by the way did you ever catch without a cup i would no i would well that's what i was going to ask you i, I was would get- i would go out without like my shin guards before i'd go out my cup
0: i was i was a catcher just like you at times during my baseball youth baseball career and I do think there were a couple times I, when I was younger, playing catcher that I didn't because I wasn't comfortable with it. Once I like my, once my mind had matured and I
2: realized, you know, like what was at stake here, if you will, how could how could you? The only time I would not wear it is if I was playing outfield or second base. Well, that's what I was going to ask you, what did you ever play baseball not wearing a cup? Uh, outfield. Like I, once you got, you know, to so a cup age, I would, if you will. I would I would guess. There is, there is, it is
0: weird. There is a certain age where you start wearing a cup in 12. baseball. Twelve. It's
2: like, yeah, but yeah. no. I wonder how they determined that. <laughs> it's like kid pitch time. I would imagine 95% of my innings playing baseball were behind the plate. Okay, so it's different for you. So if I played third, though, you best believe. I'm at so, the hot corner. So I played third
0: base as well, and I did wear a cup. Yes,
2: at I third, did wear but cup. at second I wouldn't. Okay. Second, cause... yeah, and then if you're ever stuck in the outfield, never, <laughs> never. Well, you got you got to be able to move. Correct. Yeah, mm. yeah. You got to be able to turn and run on a dime, of course. Yeah. Well,
0: um, it's tell the truth Tuesday. We're telling the truth on cups. Um...
2: <laughs> it's just nothing. I'm sorry. Like, I hope that I hope I'd never get to an age where a nutshot won't be funny to me. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, and I can relate. Like, we've all been there. But at the same time, still funny. Yeah. And then watching, like, did you find,
0: for instance, did you find Dylan Brooks's nut shot on Donovan Mitchell? Hilarious. Funny?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Was, when he did the role, like, when he when it looked like he was, like, going through boot camp. That was the then, best nut shot of then, the year
0: in Memphis, I think. It
2: wasn't in Memphis. That's one of the I best nut was. shots in a long time.
0: Yeah, that was a good one.
2: And appropriately, speaking of nut shots, we're going to start Tell the Truth Tuesday with Draymond Green. Okay. So I'm going to tell some truth. Okay, we got. I, I'm seeing a lot I, of. I,
0: so when this store, when when Woj said that, when I saw that Woj had said this, that Woj had said, you know, Grizzlies could be a possibility for uh, Draymond Green, I immediately thought of you, Jeffrey, because uh, you know what would Jeffrey do if the guy who I'd say probably has replaced Coach K is your most hated sports figure right now?
2: I think I would rather. I would. Rather, I think
0: you hate him more than Herbert. I think you just, you hate, you more, you don't, there's not a Correct. personal enmity towards Herbert. I it's imagine, more the Herbert love that In you fact,
2: most of what I read about Justin Herbert is that he seems to be a decent human being. Mm-hmm. Draymond Green is a horrible human being. I would rather go to dinner with Coach K than Draymond Green. <laughs> so, um,
0: I thought of you, so we got to get to this today to start today's show. We got Tim Murray at 2.40, we'll do the list at 3 o'clock, and then, I wanted to play a new fun little game New game that I thought of yesterday as I was reading through that Twitter account at the NBA Central that just, like, does a – I would say this. Like, some people would view it as, um, you know, like, oh, this is what journalism has become. I do like that there is a place I can go to, and I, and I would say, all right, I want to know every rumor that's been thrown up against the wall so I can determine whether or not I believe it. I'll give the NBA Central this. They do a good job of compi- – in one handy place, you just kind of go through scroll through it and figure out, okay, these are all the rumors that are out there in the NBA right now over the last 24 hours. Are you not familiar with NBA Reddit?
2: Yeah, I don't like Reddit. Not I not as welcoming. But it's like the same thing. It's essentially – I will say this. Essentially, it feels like an aggregation of message board takes – yeah, like Reddit, you got to get through
0: some people's, like, yes, there's good stuff on Reddit, but too often I find myself having to read someone's, like, screed that, you know, I'm like, ah, I don't need, I didn't need this.
2: I just wanted the rumor. Yeah, this is the difference, though. You didn't grow up on a message board. Like, I cut my teeth. My first job in media, I I was telling Sam Hardiman this today, like, I've never been more thankful that my first media job involved a message board because it really thickens your skin. And <laughs> you, you'll see horrible things. It'll take you to a dark place, but then, like, once you realize the fact that people act like Twitter is a hellhole, and don't get me wrong, it is. Compared to an SEC message board, it is freaking kindergarten.
0: Well, we're gonna scroll through NBA Central, and I want to determine whether we think our 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 gut takes on whether what what what's out there is real or fake. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, so we got a lot to get to, but let's uh, let's tell the truth first. You said you said. You had a take, and I'm glad you do, on this. I guess you'd call it, I wouldn't call it a report. Just Woj, in talking about Draymond opting out of his deal with Golden State, including the Grizzlies, among the teams that could be interested in acquiring him here. And and I would give the disclaimer, given the Grizzlies salary cap situation, it would have to be a sign-and-trade type of deal to get him. I don't think you can, given what, I think his salary is going to be Draymond. I don't think you're going to get him for the mid-level exception.
2: I will say this, DraftKings has odds out right now mm-hmm. and the Grizzlies aren't even in like the top 10.
0: Even though Woj mentioned them. Correct. Okay. Interesting. Um it has though conjured up, you know, some, you know, like envisioning Draymond with the Grizzlies. A front court of Draymond and Jaron Jackson Jr.,
2: a front court of, you know, like maybe Okay, let's start first and foremost. I'm not truly worried because this is not happening. Well, because even Woj has couched all this with he's he, likely like, to resign. Golden
0: State wants him, and he wants to go back with Golden State. It's just a matter of he wants a lo- he wants more years, and why delay trying to get more years? Another year where he's going to be another year. <laughs> he's going to be another year
2: older. Okay, so let's just start first and foremost. I am not even. I'm not blinking right now. He's going to be back with Golden State, I think. With that said, if you really think Draymond Green makes the Grizzlies better, I can't do anything for you.
0: Mmm. Yes. Here's the good stuff.
2: Why on God's green earth would you add another non-shooter? Yeah. We just saw the destruction of this team in the playoffs was having one guy that can't shoot. Mmm. And everyone made the same claim of, all right, we want shooters, we want guys you have to honor on offense. Well, did anyone else watch Golden State the last couple of years for me? Anyone? How about in the playoffs? Do you see how they guarded him? They didn't. (laughs) It's the same problem. The difference is Steph Curry can pull up from the logo and go for 50. So this idea that this would unlock something it's absolutely insane. Secondly, are we not going to acknowledge there's going to be a culture issue if Draymond Green comes in?
0: <laughs> not not exactly a uh, not exactly a uh, non combustible force within the locker room. Well,
2: first off, everyone's like a veteran presence. What's he going to do? Beat everyone up into shape? I yeah, I would be more
0: nervous about it from the in, the aspect of like. Is Taylor Jenkins really would he really be able to control Draymond Green? I, I don't know. Like Draymond Green feels like Steve Kerr couldn't. <laughs> like it, it feels like that. Well, define control. Are you saying maybe limit it to two? Like, can pe- he keep him? Can he can he keep him from? Is he going to not punch another teammate? We've seen there's a fine line with Draymond. Like the you know when it's a, the a controlled aggression, if you will. When he's not losing his mind, he can be a really effective player. And like he there is like he needs some edge for his game to be effective. You know what I mean? Like he's gotta walk that line given some of the
2: uh, uh I see I've always hated that argument. Like
0: he's maybe an that's, he's, big. he's I, gotta be tenacious. I get that. You can
2: be tenacious without being literally the dirtiest player of a generation. Well,
0: no, and I think he cross he has crossed I'm saying there's a line and he crosses it often. And that's what I'm talking no, about. It's, like but this is the
2: pr- the problem with the argument that I hate. It's how he does it. Has he ever tried to? Has he ever tried it any other way? Like it's not a it's not a testable conclusion. It's just mm. something people say,
0: I guess. But he, I don't think he would have lasted this long without a shot. Without like you know, I don't think a, he would have five big.
2: I don't think he would have lasted this long if he wasn't playing with Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and then Kevin Durant.
0: Well, I think he's going to continue playing with Steph Curry and Klay Thompson.
2: Congratulations. And that's the be- that's better. By the way, that makes the Warriors more beatable. Because they're going to go small. The Grizzlies have no problem when you go small on them.
0: I love that you hate Draymond so much. He's the worst. Like, I don't even <laughs> sports hate.
2: Like, at least with Coach K. Coach K is Coach a hypocrite, and I hate hypocrites. At the same time, it is still more sports hate than anything. Mm-hmm. I hate Draymond Green as a person. I think he's a a bad person. person. Yes. Like, that's how I've always felt. He's a terrible person. Mm. Well, what more do you need? Beats up his teammates. uh, Uses his kids as a shield. Like, clearly the dirtiest player of a generation. Like, no, I, I, I don't like anything he stands for. And then he gets away with it. Because the media just sits there and never says anything. Never calls him out. They do the exactly what you just did. Well, that's how he has to play.
0: Well, I think Draymond has been called out. Maybe Nowhere not near, not, not, not as much as you would like. But he Dylan has been Brooks has out. a
2: dirtier reputation than Draymond Green nationally.
0: <sighs> yeah, I think that's well, right now. Yeah, certainly this after this year, for sure. Yes. Yeah. Um,
2: Hence, when I said right now.
0: Yeah. I don't know how. Yeah, I don't think he'd be a good fit on the Grizzlies. And I don't, I also just don't think, I don't even think, from a playing perspective, I agree with you that, like, I don't think he, like, having him as your, he can't, is he going to be willing to be your third big? Like, once you get Brandon Clark back, you don't, you definitely don't need I mean, Dream I don't even. Green. I don't even know where they play him.
2: Yeah, like I don't. I mean, I, essentially, are you playing him as a wing?
0: But then to run the offense, when you look at how you would have to acquire him, even like you can't just sign him. You would have to do a sign and trade. So you have to give Golden State something for him. there's just no way it makes. It doesn't make much sense from a playing perspective, and it doesn't make much sense from a transactional perspective. Correct. Yeah. So I'm. Uh, I'm with you. What do you make? Okay. Are we hearing the truth on these The – we've got another report on Tyus Jones. All Jake right. Fisher of Yahoo Sports has reported that the Grizzlies – the way he phrased it in his story is he called Tyus Jones one of the more interesting names on the trade market. And um, he says that the Grizzlies – are exploring trade opportunities to help Jones land a full time starting position elsewhere, um while Memphis has prioritized upgrading the team's wing depth. Um goes on to say that Tyus had conversations with San Antonio last year apparently before he re signed with the Grizzlies. He's on that two year thirty million dollar contract. Next year will be the, it'll be an expiring deal next year. Um Spurs
2: also said that Keldon Johnson's not available.
0: Yeah. Um so we obviously knew this was gonna be a storyline this week, even after the John Morant suspension, whether, you know, will they trade him, will they not you know, will he be part of a trade, will he not be part of a trade? Um, it appears the Grizzlies are taking the approach of he's it's not like just because John Morant got suspended twenty five games doesn't mean Tyus Jones is off the table here, got you yeah, know, fellas, to the rest of the league. Which I think is, is good. Appropriate. Yeah, appropriate. I, I would say this. It's interesting the way it's phrased here. The Grizzlies are exploring trade opportunities to help Jones land a full time starting position. Um, I hope that's just some good uh messaging on the Grizzlies part because like it doesn't matter if like he's like ultimately like you just that should not be the priority, right? Like no. making him a starter. Like yeah, I know he's a good guy and been a good no. good member of the Grizzlies. But that's what the
2: money's for. Yeah. That's why you pay him. Um now I, I'm fine with saying it this way. I'm fine with it being a tiebreaker. Like if if it's you have you're getting a similar deal similar deals. deal similar player, it's you know it's and a,
0: one's he's a starter, and one's correct. he's not. Maybe then you trade with correct. the team that's going to make with it him being, a starter. I'm
2: fine with it being a tiebreaker, but it should not be. It should not be the foundation of of a Tyus Jones deal.
0: Now, what I suspect is the truth here is that the best deal the Grizzlies are going to get is going to be obviously from a team that sees him as a starter, not a team that sees him as a bench player. Um, you know, like ultimately, like it, uh, right? Because like if, you're going to what if someone if,
2: just needs to fill salary.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean,
2: yeah. You know, if you're looking for a seller, I imagine most owners...
0: Yeah, no, like if you're trading with the Wizards, they're just going to want the $15 million salary. They just
2: want to get to the number they have to get to to meet the CBA.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, I I don't think it should uh, guide the process. What what do you think? Do you think we're going to get through... Do you think Matt Moore... Matt Moore the other day wrote it as... By the end of the summer, Tyus Jones is gonna be on a different team. Do you do you think that is going to be the case? Do you suspect they're gonna be able they're ultimately gonna pull off a trade that ends up with Tyus Jones leaving?
2: So here are the questions that I have. Does he get dealt before the draft?
0: Or during the draft? You know, before they sure before that twenty pick, pick
2: goes off the board or whatever pick Whatever, during the or even at, I think you can technically trade after or whatever. Yeah. Does he get dealt then? Mm. Then the next time would probably be... But, I mean, wouldn't you need to know... If you're going to go into free agency, wouldn't you have to have him dealt before free agency? First off, I, I think that what Matt Moore wrote, I buy it. Like, if we're doing mm. what we're going to do at the in the second hour of buy or mm. sell, on, essentially on that, mm. on NBA Central rumors, I buy it. The problem is, I think that's been the case pretty much the whole summer. So, mm. what I'm really struggling with is... If there were a deal to be done, I think it would probably have been done at this point.
0: Eh, I don't know. I, I feel like draft night is a very – that's when, you know, it feels like – to me, it I, I agree that this is the moment when it probably happens because it's going to involve the Grizzlies draft pick. I, I think it's – to me, it's like once we get past Thursday. If we get past Thursday and he's not dealt, then I can see the kind of thought of
2: – Take him to the deadline.
0: Yeah, or the thought of, you know, if you were going to... Like, the deal you were going to pull off, given the fact that, ultimately, whatever trade the Grizzlies are going to make, it would seem to me it's not going to be player-heavy because there's... What guys are they really willing to part with, I guess? You know, if you got... You know, if it was a bigger deal... You know, like, I I think people have looked at this potential deal as, well, they're going to go get their wing. But what if it's like a six-player deal... You know what I mean? And there's like a couple guys tacked on that you have to take on. Like
2: what Washington just did with Phoenix and Washington, like they tacked on Yeah, two there's yesterday. like a couple
0: guys, you know, whatever. That Like maybe like, you know, like you trade Tyus and yeah, you're getting, and you're trading a bunch of picks, but maybe you're having to throw in, you know, to get the deal done, you're having to throw in, let's say like Zaire, maybe, or uh, someone the, like that. I like, think,
2: though, to me, though, this is and we talked about this a little bit last week. Or Laravia? And then like maybe they're teams, sending you okay, I guess this would a be backup que- point guard? This would be the question. I actually think that I actually think the the Grizzlies would be more likely to sign a free agent backup point guard. Because the the They can do that veteran minimum. The thing. actual problem with Tyus Jones right now is Jaw's contract kicks in. So it was fine this year to pay your backup point guard what was it, fourteen seven? Yeah, f- 14 yeah, fifteen whatever, million. Whatever it's, t- it's
0: average fifteen million, but yeah.
2: But how many other teams are paying their backup point guard $15 million? Yeah. And as a, their backup point guard that is a primary point guard. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've used him some with job, ja, but. By and large, that a, hasn't
0: been the best formula.
2: He's a Especially if he's not hitting shots. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. To me, like this is the, the question though that I have is what do you think other teams value more? The Grizzlies quote-unquote, young guys. So let's say guys uh, from the Zaire draft to today. So basically, Zaire... I would throw Tillman in there, too. Yeah, but they probably I, won't trade him. I can see where they keep Tillman because he's on a team-friendly deal and a, you need a, yeah. an extra big whatnot. But I mean, again... Yeah, you're right. You're right.
0: Is Tillman a, Without if, Clark, you don't really... You, you better be getting another
2: guy back. Correct. Who can, who can play... Correct. Do I think Tillman would... Be, like? Would Tillman be a deal-breaker? No, obviously. But at the same time... What, so what you're talking about is Santi, Zaire,
0: um, Laravia, Roddy, Kenny Lofton.
2: Yeah, and if you want to throw in Williams, but I I don't. Yeah. So, but like I would probably. Would I think you think they, they, Would you think other teams would value picks more or those guys? Because I well, think it depends picks. too.
0: Like I think Santi has the most value out of those guys. I would say right now. Probably, probably you could talk. But I, I think they probably value him the most out of those guys.
2: Correct, but I still don't think Santi is in that bucket of. We can't do a deal. If I agree. that includes that.
0: I agree, but it, you know you better be getting a. You know you probably want. they have to be
2: getting the player they wanted. Yeah, yeah,
0: like yeah. If it's if it's the difference between getting OGN and Obi, yeah, you throw. I think you were willing to throw in Santi, right? Something like, if it's a deal like that.
2: Yeah, I mean depending I, on
0: what else you're giving.
2: I I also imagine if. I don't think Santi was the holdup in getting OG and Obi no. at the deadline.
0: No, I don't. Um. But yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see one if they can pull it off, and then two, what exactly this deal looks like in terms of how many guys are involved in it, or you know, because I I would think, right, even though the Grizzlies' picks that they have to trade are in the twenties, it appears, don't you think those are probably more valuable than Laravia, Roddy, Zaire Williams? Kenny lofton to other teams or do you think you're right like at
2: least certainly those that's, four that's my suspicion because you can also make this argument well zaire was picked at 10 but that was the weird covid draft that seems to have been one of the drafts that seems like an outlier in terms of scouting mm-hmm. like it, it felt like that that whole draft kind of kind of got out of out of hand but the others are picked in the 20s you know, I mean Santi was what at the end of the pick of the, th- the last pick of the first round, correct? Or was he 29?
0: He's 30. I think 30. he was the last yeah. pick of the
2: first draft, the yeah. first round. I think Jake was 21, Roddy was either 24, 25. So like it's kind of neither here nor there and I would presume other teams would go, well we'd rather if we're basically getting someone that was quote unquote picked in the 20s, we'd rather pick our guy in the 20s. I think that's I think that's how they would value it. Yeah,
0: I think so too.
2: I mean the one I think the one though that you are correct. I would agree with you. Santi makes Santi he- could be I could see where teams would value Santi more than a pick. Like I,
0: if I was running the Grizzlies front office and I clearly am not, I think I'd want to trade him the least out of all those young guys. Yeah, I think that's fair. You know like again, I agree with you. I don't think he should be like some sort of untouchable, but I would want to, you know, I'd offer I'd offer the other four first. And see if they, you know, if that was enough. Yeah, like I agree one, with that. You know what I mean? Like uh, that's how. That's how I would. Uh,
2: I would. Mean, it's kind of. It really, but that's also. I guess my my point is. Don't you think other teams would do the same thing? Like they, you know what I mean? Like that's. the yeah, I mean, dilemma. It just,
0: yeah, it just depends. You know what teams thought. You know, a lot of times, sometimes these teams. Well, really, what
2: it depends on is how motivator teams to make a
0: deal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what it is to me. This is probably. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, since I've been here, 2017 was when I got here. Like, this feels like the most, like, the jaw draft was interesting just because you had the number two pick. And, like, you knew this was going to take the, you didn't know if it was going to work out ultimately with Jaw in that moment. But you knew, certainly, this franchise is going in a completely different direction than the one it's been on for a decade, basically, you at could, that point. you could, flip. Or whatever, seven years, whatever the grit and grind era, however long that, you know. In started. a
2: moment of boredom, you could go and flip on YouTube and go watch John Moran highlights and be like, okay. But
0: other than, like, and that one was intriguing for that reason. This one might, though, in terms of, like, having no idea what direction this is going to go, I mean, this feels like, like, I have no idea exactly what's going to happen here in terms of, like, you know, it, you know, it feels like it's the most likely in recent years that there's a big trade that happens involving the Grizzlies on NBA draft night. But, like, at the same time, who knows? Like, I, I don't I don't know if they'll be able to pull
2: it off. Well, they're in a unique spot compared to, like, okay, take, like, the core four era when you had that window. Every offseason was somewhat muted because all those guys were, you were very limited on what you could do. Like, you didn't have a ton of, like, tradable stuff. Like, they, it was just kind of, it, it was what it was. And then also you had a front office that was a little bit, you know, they didn't really view running a small market team in the way that Kleiman views it, which is you have to have assets. Like, they, mm-hmm. were, they were more about, well, get the roster out there. Mm-hmm. But I think the biggest reason why this year feel this offseason feels the way that it does is twofold. Number one, you've had expectations in the playoffs. Like those core four teams, there was also like, despite going to the Western Conference Finals, there was like in the back of your mind, like they're Wisconsin football. Like they're mm-hmm. they can go to a Rose Bowl. They can be really good. But like in terms of challenging for an NBA title, you just you never really had the hopes and dreams of that, like you, maybe he had pie in the sky, but like realistic, realistically, people did not have have that goal. Well, what you've seen with the last couple of champions is, well, the Grizzlies lost in six to the champion last season, mm-hmm. and the Grizzlies finished what a was it two games behind Denver this oh, year in the playoffs. Oh now, granted, they get like they got popped when they played Denver, but you know they they got them once and they got popped in the first round. Correct. I think it's been the fact that when these teams when these teams have gone to the playoffs there's been more of an expectation of let's see what happens like it's there's been you know even like last year cuz jeff was asking me this this morning why do the the grit and grind playoffs feel more fun well if you look at if you look at where the grizzlies were last year which was kind of the fun year which was in mm-hmm. everything's gravy yeah you beat minnesota who, like, it's not like it wasn't a sexy matchup, and it was the matchup that if you lost it, you were the two seed. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then this year you're playing the Lakers, and, well, you lose in the first round. So, like, there's just the disappointment compared to, like, the first playoff win for the Grizzlies. You're knocking off the Spurs. Like, who are the one seed? And, yes, Manu's hurt, but, like, it was kind of, it was all motivation. But now there's this idea of you have this young core, and also I think it's important to note this, It feels like now more than ever, you're afraid of if we don't put enough around a young superstar, he'll just leave. And so, like, that adds the time crunch. And then the biggest one for me, though, is Jaron Jackson's contract. Like, you basically have three seasons left. And so, getting a team together now, like, it feels like, you know, you'd normally sit there and go, you got three guys under the age of 25 or under 26. I, I
0: don't know if I'd go as far as saying they have three seasons left. They have three
2: seasons left. They have three seasons of control.
0: Yes. And three seasons left in which, like, their flexibility will decrease even more three years from now. that At the very Correct. least. Yeah, like, I, 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 I would hold off on saying, like, you know, like, oh, the— they got three years, and then Jaron Jackson can be a free agent, and he'll sign elsewhere. Like
2: I'm not saying that he's going to sign elsewhere, but I am saying this. If Jaron Jackson continues on this trajectory, mm-hmm. the contract extension that the Grizzlies could lock him up at, he will decline. And that doesn't mean that he won't re-sign with the no, Grizzlies. Do what Draymond's doing right now. Correct. <laughs> but Basically. the reason why I'm saying those it feels like everyone's going, well, now you've got you've to start You got to start giving them shots now, because to me, the the way you keep everyone together is you got to start putting it like you got to have a real contender out there.
0: Yeah. No. And and I do think the reporting that is out there would seem to suggest they are acting with urgency here. And Um, And to be
2: clear, I think they acted with urgency at the deadline. Yes. I think they. I think another problem is they got caught up in a situation where all of a sudden. Like they did a good job of, require, of acquiring draft assets. And draft assets, it felt like three years ago, were much more valuable than they are right now. It feels like now people don't really care that much about the draft assets. They're trying to get players. And that flipped pretty quickly.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And no. maybe
2: does it flip back? Like, is it? No, remember, we were talking about it. Like, what? What Denver
0: had to give up to get Aaron Gordon compared to what? Yes. OG Ananobi. You know, two years later, OG Ananobi is going for, and I would put OG Ananobi in the same kind of category as Aaron
2: Gordon. Yeah. Um. Maybe, maybe. And honestly, OG might have like a better reputation than when Aaron Gordon got traded. Yeah. Because Aaron Gordon was kind of like
0: on the. Eh yeah, I don't know if he's just a good a yeah, guy, a stats st- guy on a bad team. Correct. Yeah. Um so it is uh like I said, it's just a very interesting week for the Grizzlies. I I think in this case, boring is not better for the Grizzlies this week. That is the truth. Like if they're just picking at twenty five, like that means that means something went didn't go right. Not necessarily something went wrong, but something didn't go right. You know, like you didn't you didn't well, I don't know if it's something didn't go right. It's you didn't get choice A or maybe choice B. Like picking at twenty five would be a sign to me, that, you know, that this didn't go as we hoped.
2: Okay, but what if? I don't know if you happen to open up ESPN Plus today. Okay, no. What if it picked twenty five? The Grizzlies took Jaime Jaquez. Well, listen, we I, know I, his I like, name. I like Jaime
0: ha- Jaime Jaquez. I like sure his game. he only
2: shoots thirty two point eight percent. But I will never forget how much money so that is young that, man's is that won. What, is that what Gavoni's got a
0: mocked? With? Yes.
2: So he went from the he went from apparently we're West Coast guys now. Gotcha. So two, I think two mocks ago it was the Sensenball guy from Ohio State. Okay. Last week it was the Santa Clara two guard. Yeah. And then th- this week it's Jaime Jaquez. So Jaime Jaquez does fit the extremely productive mold and
0: Brandon Podzimski is the Santa Clara guy. So, and apparently he came in for a workout recently.
2: And at least I can make the argument with Hawkes. No one's going to fill it up in the Mick Cronin offense. You know what I mean? It's a lot of less. Last-
0: I like Hawkeyes's game. I'm just telling you if we're coming out, of, if we're coming out of yeah, but, draft night in the headlines, Grizzlies add Jaime Hawkes. But, but Mark, he, he like played in the final four. If that headline is Grizzlies ad, they
2: should have G- be Gonzaga this year.
0: I mean, here's here's the truth. You know who Jaime Jaquez reminds me of coming out of the draft? Dylan Brooks, kind of. Like that type of player. Like a guy who like probably doesn't have, like accomplished a ton in college, coming off, you know, a Final Four type of player. Um, and he's less
2: frustrating, but actually I don't hate the comp. He's not, he's not a tremendous athlete. Feels like... But feels like the type of guy who could stick in the NBA because, like, he's the right size
0: positionally. Switchable. Yeah, like. Even though he's not that fast. But, like, if that's the
2: headline, eh, I don't know. I'm not going to feel great. But, But what if? What if we put him on, like, the LeBron James, like, package? Like. What do you mean? Beef him up. Get him a little bigger, stronger, faster. I don't
0: know. It's. And that's not to say, like, draft night is the only—or these next 48 hours are the only time for them to pull off a trade. Like, there's going to be—the free agency period will also be another time to pull off trades, whether it's sign and trade with Dylan, potentially, or sign and trade with someone else. I I don't know. But uh, it's—it does usually feel like the draft is when most of these types of trades go through. All right. Maybe that that could just be my perception, and I'm wrong. But would you rather have
2: Jaime Jaquez or Royce O'Neill for this team? Royce O'Neill, I think that's right because in the end, like, I think Royce O'Neill would be a pretty good addition. Well, the in the end is really the like. I don't know if the answer of you've already admitted doubling down on youth is not good. Now, I would also point out, I think Jaime Jaquez is a uh, locker room guy's a little different than Dylan was. Like Dylan. Dylan was the same person in college that he I is in the NBA. Needs, just he, the, you're looking for a starting wing. You need, like, a guy
0: I mean, like, I don't want a rookie or, frankly, anyone who's currently on the roster <laughs> filling that starting wing spot. You need a new player so you're out who's on, not
2: on the roster you're on in, that team, and it's not a rookie. I know, obviously, Ja being out for 25 games impacts this, but so you are, you are in the camp. Color you skeptical that the answer is Ja, Desmond, Luke, Jaron, Steven? No, I would not. Like I would. Not, I would. Here's what I would tell you. I would be. Because I got news for you, buddy. I think. I think there's the possibility that that is. I the playoff say, rotation. Well,
0: here's what I'd say. If you're going into the playoffs that way, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I don't know how you. I don't know how you can defend the the
2: best wings in the NBA like that. I think you you do what a lot of teams did. I I think you probably acknowledge. Hey, this isn't the. I best think you defense need team, to add in, someone. But in Luke the end, guard. I mean, this would be my argument. They have they have prioritized the defensive end, and I'm someone that thinks defense matters. They prioritize the defensive end, and they've come up short every time because they don't have enough shooting.
0: I, I just think if Luke Kennard... I think Luke Kennard is a player you want on your playoff roster. You don't want him as a starter. Luke Royce O'Neal only six four. Even he's a good defender. I don't. It's not about the size necessarily. He's a good defender. He's listed at uh,
2: six six. Well, Basketball Reference lists him at six four. Okay. Well, everywhere else lists him at six six. Six four two twenty six. And then Luke. ESPN's got him at six six. Google's got him at six six. I'm going to trust Basketball
0: Reference. Basketball Reference got him at six four. NBA.com has him at. So
2: so far you've just named state media. Six six. State media basketball reference, the one true, the, the one that has no skin in the game, 6'4. Wikipedia's got him at 6-6. Okay. Again. Only
0: one site's got him at 6-4. Right,
2: but it's the most trustworthy site. It's not state media.
0: I guess none of this C- Alright, we, we gotta take a break.
2: CBS ,66. We gotta take a break. We gotta talk to Tim. Does Bradley Beal make the Phoenix Suns the unquestioned biggest threat in the West <laughs> that I've been hearing about? Tim will tell us next right here on Jane Otto and Jeffrey. 92.9 FM.
0: Call from mom. Answer it.
4: Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Yeah. Gionato and Jeffrey broadcast live from the Red River Toyota Studios. Check out Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas. This hour of G&J is brought to you by the Next Generation 10G Network, only from Xfinity. The Gionato and Jeffrey Show on 92.9 FM ESPN.
0: Breaking my back just to know you. Tim Murray
1: is the host of v
2: Primetime, airing from 5 until 8 p.m. Central. He's also the, oh, the host of v college football and basketball betting podcast. All right, let's talk a couple of basketball things because we got fresh on our mind. Um, number one, uh, does Bradley Beal to the Suns make them a juggernaut that I'm hearing
5: about on ESPN? <laughs> uh, it makes them better. Um, Who's but- playing point guard? But uh, the Denver Nuggets are better. Who's guarding Nikola Jokic? Uh, the same guys that got destroyed just a month ago? Jock Landau. I mean, I well, mean, in, fair- in fairness. Jock Landell is going to be on that roster, and they're going to give him a, a boatload of cash to, to make sure he stays around. Did anyone guard Jokic,
3: though, this playoffs?
5: Well, exactly. And, you know, they've already been dethroned, you know, because the... Phoenix Suns, who can't play any defense, uh, are going to outscore them, a team that was one of the most efficient teams in the NBA this year. Look, it, it makes them better. Uh, and I make the trade, if I'm the Phoenix Suns, 100 times out of 100. You know, They traded away essentially nothing. Um, you know a bunch of second round picks Chris Paul who Chris Haynes reported they were gonna waive regardless uh you know two two weeks ago uh and then you know Landry shammet so you make the trade but I, their their depth was an issue in the playoffs like the two games that they beat the Denver nuggets they got incredible performances from Kevin Durant and Devin Booker and Bradley Beal is a very solid offensive player. But let's also not forget Bradley Beal has an issue of staying healthy. Uh, has saying, not been we,
2: healthy. Do we know what he is right now? In what regard? Like, I don't know, he's played what, forty games, fifty games, and like I'm just under- played
5: like seventy, is it is it ninety four over the last two years? Yeah, seventy four and ninety four. It's it's not a lot. And um look, I like I said, I mean, you make the trade. Uh, you're, you're going, you're going for it, um, but depth is an issue. What can they do with DeAndre Ayton? Can they do anything with him? Uh, can they trade him? Does anybody want DeAndre Ayton? I mean, the Pacers wanted him last year, but it seems like his stock has gone down. So if you can ship DeAndre Ayton for something, and you know, get rotational pieces, but I think the size is an issue, and durability is going to be an issue. And honestly, as 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 a better. I think the opportunity, hopefully preseason, to take like an under-win total would be the way to go because they're going to be puffed up in the market, understandably so, and the durability concerns of you know, a Kevin Durant and a Bradley Beal for an entire 82 are, are certainly a question. So, look, they're not the best team in the West. That, that's for sure. The Denver Nuggets are better, and they're not losing anybody. I mean, that's the thing. The Denver Nuggets are not getting worse. And, oh, by the way, you know, the Denver Nuggets just hit on Christian Brown uh, Brown as a a rotational piece in the first round. And then the Denver Nuggets, in the midst of the playoffs, made a trade to acquire another first-round pick. So they know that... They're trying to get depth pieces in that first round. You know, some college guys that can maybe be rotational and give you sparks like Christian Brown did uh, in, in the playoffs. So the Nuggets are better, and, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think that this is some, you know, monumental trade like when Kevin Durant decided to go to the Warriors. Yeah. yeah. I still think Beal is a really
0: good number three.
5: Oh, no, no, no. And I like I said, you make this trade. And it makes them well, better, especially when you it's consider just, what they're you not to- better. They're not better than the Nuggets. That's just yeah. you know. This isn't you know. This isn't the Minnesota Timberwolves giving up you know the sun and the moon for Rudy Gobert, who historically has just been god awful in the playoffs and unplayable. You know, this is a Phoenix Suns team whose CEO or president happens to be Bradley Beal's agent's father. So, yeah, they got a nice little uh, situation there, Bruin. And, you know, um, you know, Sham Sharania went on whatever forum it was yesterday, basically said, yeah, there are better offers out there, but he has the only non-trade clause, no-trade clause in the NBA. That is, a, that is quite the trivia question. The only player in the NBA, a league of Nikola Jokic, Giannis, uh Luka Doncic, LeBron James, the only guy in the entire league who did not have a no trade clause, had a no trade clause. Was Bradley L- listen, Bleepin' Beal.
4: When
0: you have someone as loyal as Bradley Beal was to DC, you just ha- you have to give him the sun and the
2: stars, you know? <laughs> I did like that. Uh, you know. I did like his attitude though of staying for as long. It was basically like his explanation every single time I was like, you yeah, can pay me the most and moving sucks, guys."
5: Like, yeah, you know,
2: it it's, it sucks. Like uh, I
5: just don't but want to look, do it. I don't. I I fault Bradley Beal and his representation zero percent on this. They got a franchise to pay the I don't twenty eighth best player in the NBA a quarter of a billion dollars and give him the only no trade clause in the entire league. So when this inevitably would happen. Ie one year into the extension, he says, "Oh yeah, yeah, you could trade me, but uh, I is, can pick where I'm going." It's a it was a masterclass of, uh, of of the bullet slash wizards
0: have had some terrible like like I don't know like I'll I'll be honest one of the like defining moments of my life and what really like I'm ne- my fandom of the bullet slash wizards was never the same as a kid. After they traded, they, like, buckled because Chris Webber had gotten arrested. Weed. And, what? Wasn't it weed? It, what, I don't know what it was. It was something, in retrospect, was, like, is relatively minor on the criminal activity scale. Well,
5: they got Mitch Richmond in return. Yeah, it, was, it was
0: Chris Weber for it, old Mitch Richmond and old Otis Thorpe. Okay, I'll but, never forget it. Well, first it was, of all,
2: you know, Otis Thorpe also has yeah, yeah, Memphis here. roots. I He's know. the reason why. But also... Mitch Richmond was a trendsetter. He was well ahead of his time. Nobody's, yeah, this was like thirty three year old right, Mitch Richmond. But he invented just standing behind the three point line and doing nothing but shooting.
0: It was it trendsetter. Was just, and it like it was just awful. And I don't I still don't I still actually think that move I I think is worse than this Beal situation. And the Now it's like the, you've had the Beal situation, giving Wall that contract. At least with the Wall contract, the Wizards can say, well, we didn't know he would like tear his Achilles again, you know. Uh,
5: and they were able to in the trade or whatever. whatever I mean, ultimately the B, the Wall terrible contract, which at one point in time was thought to be probably the worst contract in yeah. the NBA. When, when's the last
0: time the same franchise has scored, has signed the worst deal in the NBA back to back? To back.
5: But the thing (laughs) about, the thing about the wall trade to, to this point, guys, is that they flipped that for Russell Westbrook, who, look, Russell Westbrook, Say what you will about him, and I crapped on him a lot. That dude thrives with mediocre teams. Like he is Well it like,
0: worked because Beale is not an alpha dog, exactly. and so on that team Russell Westbrook made, could be an alpha
5: dog. And they did exactly what ownership in Washington wanted. Get me to a play in game. And that's exactly what Russell Westbrook did. And it's what he did in Oklahoma City when he was by himself. When you want him to win, you know, actual meaningful things, and you don't want that. But they traded for Russell Westbrook, and then the Lakers moronically said, Oh uh, yeah, give us uh, give us Russell Westbrook," and they got Kuzma and uh, Kentavious Caldwell Pope, and you know all these other mediocre pieces too. But uh, I mean, it, it, it was uh, I mean that that is a I, I stand by it. I mean, for for folks in Memphis. I think the Wizards are maybe the most irrelevant franchise in the NBA. Well, so Mark's point was this. Cuz they just live in this land of 37 and 45. So Mark's point was this that they get a free
2: pass because they've been living under the shadow of Snyder. Oh yeah. I was thinking about this though. Are y'all is DC the most depressing sports city that has 4 teams? No, we just we just had the Cavs and Nats win. D.C. If, yeah, until, but I'm
5: saying and
2: and up until and the Mystics. In, but I'm saying this point the four. The I said up the Big Four.
5: Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh. I would say up until. Yeah, I mean, right now because I would the, say, the you discussion rather, the uh, discussion in town is. I mean, the crazy thing is when you look at those four franchises, and I know I can't imagine many people in Memphis know uh, the ins and outs of the Washington Capitals organization. Uh, it's not great. It's an old team that uh, they're going to uh, suck for a while. Well, they, they got to they they're, ro-
2: they're letting Ovi get his flowers. Well, Ovi's oh, got to yeah. go break the record, yeah. the goals record. Ovi
5: and Backstrom and all these you guys. You want him to
2: do it? He, he's got to do it in a Caps uniform. Yeah, come on. The, you you got to just stick it out.
5: Oh, yeah. And that owner, I mean, you're talking about an owner who was just gave Bradley Beal uh a quarter of a billion dollars you know talk about loyalty how about the dude who won a championship and might be the you know greatest hockey player since Wayne Gretzky <laughs> you know mm-hmm. it's like of course he'll he'll do whatever what? he wants for that as as crazy as it sounds the team with like the most hope might actually be the football team yeah yeah cause, might. Cause wonder, well because I was trying to think of the other category the other
2: candidates Chicago right now, but they got the number one pick, and Bedard's yeah. supposed to be like... Well, and the
0: Cubs won not that long ago. I know. 2016. In the seven years, that's not the that white, long. The in white, the
2: context, the grand context of Cubs. I mean, the problem is, like, what, Ryan's door phones half the teams? So, like, White Sox fans are... Blackhawks were good not that long ago. They had the number one pick this year. The Bears, eh. I think... I think...
0: D.C.'s not that bad. It's like the other the cities that like Minneapolis has it has had it real bad lately. If you go if you want to go through like cities that haven't won titles in a while, they did just
2: have two playoff teams. I'm just telling you like three playoff because the Wild made the playoffs. the The Timberwolves up until the last couple years. Uh, But you're you're misunderstanding my question. My question is right Right now. now. Tim Tim has got Tim is on the same wavelength with me. Okay, right Right now this point in time and how it feels about the future. Hope about the future.
5: and it's got to be all four it's got to be a four it's got to be like a big market
2: <sighs> i'm counting detroit but i would have more hope if i'm a lions fan right now well yeah the lions yeah. are going to win the super now Bowl. they're two we're we're in agreement they're two sexy it right now right and i would say that it's oh,
0: amazing yeah. it, the, you should be suspicious if you're if you're from oh, detroit nine, yes
2: that like the
5: lions are the team that you you have the well, most hope with because the tie, i'll say this i kind of uh, kind of intrigued by the pistons not going to lie well, Mom they Williams, they are zigging.
2: Him. They're zigging when everyone's zagging. Everyone's like the big man's dead. And they're like, well, let's try to get all of
4: them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
5: Do you they not?
4: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.